come around, got the whole thing And we're back. All right, so this is our special bonus feature for our Patreon fans, uh, guys. We're back here with Lee Cruz and Brandy Nicole, still and, here, and we're uh, we're having fun talking with Lee about all kinds of fun stuff, uh, stuff that not, wasn't so fun, and uh, we're going to keep going with that. Uh, Lee, the story that I'm dying to hear your side of, and I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this. I've heard Scott tell me the story a bunch of times, and it's funny every time, but it's one of the Christmas parties at James Gregory's house, uh-huh. and Tim Wilson's there, mm-hmm. and it started with the uh, styrofoam plates in the fireplace. Yeah. That's where it started, and then you and Scott end up in James Gregory's bedroom with, oh. you, like, going towards the, not like that, going towards, like, a big bathroom that, like, has statues of mm-hmm. Adam and Steve, and mm-hmm. and then Scott has some things to say and I just I want to hear your side of the story. Well, I don't remember what Scott said. I do remember <laughs> going to the bathroom and being amazed by it because uh, it was the size of like a YMCA shower. You right. know? It was huge. <laughs> it was the first time I'd really in person saw because this was a long time ago those Amazon rain shower heads you know where it's above you. Were you and, taking a shower? Uh, sure. Why nosy? not? We just got in there and <laughs> said let's get clean. No we were being nosy and it had you know uh shower heads on the wall. I mean, it was like a car wash, essentially. It was just huge. We just needed the buffers, I guess, to get a good wax and shine. He, he probably had them. In I don't remember. What did Scott say he said? I don't remember. Scott said something like he was going to, he told you he was going to take off all his clothes and do a cannonball into the, the big bathtub. Uh, yeah. The bathtub, I think, if I recall, even the hot tub was massive. Just huge. It would be the size of like a small pool. Were you filling up this guy's hot tub and bathtub? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to understand James. I mean, James told us that this was, uh, he goes, I got the little house behind the pond. Well, it's not a pond. It's a lake, and it's a you know eight bedroom, ten bathroom, just huge mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah in one of the more elite areas of Georgia. And he serves, Woodstock, and he serves everybody on styrofoam plates. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's still very much a country boy. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, the conversation with uh, Tim Wilson by the fireplace when he was well, we were over there talking to Tim, and uh, and James would he had like a country hand that he would slice and then take the the bare hand the ham and then put it on your plate with no silverware that I recall and then you would eat that way and so you know there's 50 to 100 people at this party right and we go over to where Tim Wilson is and we're standing there and Tim's finished his ham and James comes up to talk to me Scott and Tim and Tim kind of has his paper plate wadded up and says uh, James okay if I throw my paper plate in the fire <laughs> And James said, I'd rather you not. <laughs> and I was just, you know, you're with these two legends of comedy and sure. watching this interaction. Oh, God. I'm so nervous. Anyway. What is what is, what is going go. on here? What is, this is like the worst magnifying glass I've ever seen, Josh. Do you see nothing but, you know, black filter? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. But anyway, that was a fun moment. And uh, didn't uh, James say something about, you know, don't you know what FMIA stands for to Tim Wilson? Because he, he said something like... Uh, I don't remember I, that, maybe. Scott was saying he said something like, uh, I, I want to I just throw it in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'd rather you didn't. And they got into an argument, and James looked at him and said, don't you know what FMIA stands for? He's got a necklace that says FMIA on it. Mm-hmm. 
and he says it means funniest man in America. Oh. Tim Wilson looked at him without bad an eye. He said, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I love that. It sounds like a romantic evening at the bathtub and oh, in your hand. It, and... it should have been. <laughs> but it, it uh, drew a blank that night, I think. So. No, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, James Gregory was really upset that night because Jordan showed up with with his soon-to-be wife. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that was upsetting to him. Yeah. Uh, you guys used to do a bunch of stuff like that, though, go around. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the Christmas party at James Gregory's house, did that happen regularly, or was that a... It was. That was the only time I went. But, yeah, he used to do it for comics uh, as an annual. And I don't think he does it anymore. Um, I think, you know, some people trashed the place or something, and he got upset and stopped doing it. Yeah. I remember one time Scott and I did a gig for uh, Grant Turner, a.k.a. Ricky Mokel, who is probably my favorite comic to watch. I'll yeah. just watch him all day long and laugh hysterically. Uh, and he booked a place in, um, what is it? Is it Campton, North Carolina? Someplace like that. Uh, it's near Asheville. And we did a gig, and it was great. Scott and I did improv after. I mean, we unloaded every cartridge we had, you know, and um, and killed. Both of us did great. And then we're backstage, and some guy comes backstage, the big wig of the town, I assume, and said, fellas, we're not done with you all. I'll give you $500 if you come back out. And Scott was ready to go. For some reason, I knew better. I'm like, no, we have nothing left. We're going to take $500 from this guy and go back out there and do what? You know, I wasn't in that business that long. Sure. But I knew we extinguished everything. Yeah. Yeah. There just wasn't anything left to do. And it would have been a miserable failure. And I kept Scott out of it. And he he was mad at me that whole night, I think so. (laughs) And then I ran into a girl who reminded me of an ex. And then Scott got me back by... Blocking all my efforts that entire ah, <laughs> What a good wingman. Yeah. yeah. So it cost me 500 bucks, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was a good decision. Even though the money would have been nice. It, I, I, don't, I don't think we... They just they weren't done. That's yeah, they weren't done, and that would have yeah. been ugly, and it would have just yeah. devolved into something nobody wanted to see. Good comics know when to get off the stage, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I didn't always. Sure. But I, I did that night. Yeah. yeah. You've had you've had those moments where you just should have left it. Yeah. 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 Where I, I, I had a joke that blew up and, and should have said goodnight, and then hung on because that felt so good yeah. you know that's right into the veins oh yeah let me get another hit of that <laughs> and then then it doesn't come you know right. and it's like ah crap now I gotta walk off <laughs> to silence yeah to silence or people going well you should have left early I mean even the right. civilians know you should have left early <laughs> the people that have nothing to do with comedy yeah, right. like, you should have left should have quit what are you doing you're ahead yeah Good stuff, man. Uh, so, all right, enough of Scott Wilson stories. John Stewart, uh, yeah. good guy. Yeah, I've only met him the one time. Uh, he came down to Lexington. Um, this is when Comedy Central, for some reason, the local cable company at the time was before Spectrum, I guess, whatever they were, had canceled Comedy Central. So even before the advent of social media, somehow he, I guess through radio advertising or whatever, he he, uh, said, I'm going to do a concert to bring Comedy Central back. So he he was coming to the Singletary. Well, uh, our promotions people found out they wanted somebody to open. They said, well, we got a guy on staff who's also a comic. And, uh, And they said, that's great. And so I would do five, ten minutes, I guess. And then Jeff Garland would middle. 
who was on Curb Your Enthusiasm now. Yeah. And then Stewart would close. So uh, we have dinner, and then Scott's with me, who knew Stewart because he worked with him at the Punchline in Atlanta. Yep. And we go backstage, and somebody informs me, uh, you're out. You're not going to get to go on stage. Comedy Central people are nervous about that. They don't want you doing anything. I'm like, what? You know, I've told everybody. My dad's in the audience. What are you talking about? What do you mean? So Scott finds we we still have passes because we're part of the radio group that's promoting it. So we're backstage and we get to Stewart and and Stewart and I think you know Scott said you remember me from the punchline. We watch a guy vomit on this thing and uh, that's a great story from, too. Yeah. And and Stewart's yes. And he goes, hey, this is my buddy Lee. He's supposed to open for you tonight. And he's like, hey, good. We said, well, we were supposed to, but they said we couldn't. And John said, who said you couldn't? Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> he goes, I'll be right back. And he goes over, and we can't hear what he's saying, but it's like, you know, pointing fingers because John's smaller than I am. And he's, you know, pointing to these guys <laughs> doing this. And he comes back to me and says, do your time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. That uh, that link that you shared on what he just did. For oh, that was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What a, what a, I mean, yeah, I, I served 16 years in the military. I understand what it's like to be forgotten by yeah. your government, but I mean, what they're doing to those 9-11 That's guys ridiculous. is just appalling. It's ridiculous, and there was no more eloquent spokesperson than John Stewart for this. Yeah. I mean, he's a New Yorker first and foremost, but in my opinion, he's a great American as well. I mean, I don't always agree with his opinions on, on politics, but I always respected him, mainly because the jokes are first. Right. It, it, you know, no matter what was going to happen, he was going to get a laugh. And even at the expense of his own ideology, he'd still get the laugh. Yeah. Right. And that's what I respected about him. And there's not much of that anymore. Yeah. You know, now it's uh, just a political party with a few jokes at one entity, and that's it. And that irritates me. Not the way Johnny d- did it, and it's certainly not the way Stewart did it. I mean, for the most part. But I, I really respected him as a comic. I think, he's, I think he's brilliant. And I loved what he did. And, and he spoke for every American on that moment. Absolutely. I don't think there was a single person that would disagree with what he was yeah. doing. Right. I mean, except for the people know, that weren't there. there. <laughs> they should be there. Jackasses. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, you mentioned Johnny. Uh, big fan. Carson? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I find myself here lately, I'll put on a Tonight Show from YouTube yeah. and go to sleep to it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just some sort of, I don't know, uh, convalescence for me. Because, you know, that's how I, when I was a kid. Sure. I wanted to watch the Tonight Show and my parents wouldn't let me. I had to go to bed and I could hear them laughing at Johnny's monologue, <laughs> you know, and that was irritating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I miss that guy. Me too. Me too. Uh, I think when he retired, uh, some class on TV left well, it changed with him. forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite episode, Johnny? Because I, I do. I have a. Well, there's the time he walked over to Don Rickles when um, <laughs> Rickles <laughs> smashed his, his cigarette Super, case yeah. and box. That's funny. That's a great episode. Um, Don Rickles on there anytime is always yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got several of those moments with Johnny that would just, you know, Johnny was so good. What he was the best at doing, really, was getting out of the way. Yeah. If you had a guest who could bring it, like a Jonathan Winters or Robin Williams, he'd let them go. And if you had an actress or an actor who really wasn't that engaging, Johnny would engage. And then, so you're always going to be entertained. My, I tell you, here's my favorite moment, Johnny Carson. Is on the he's doing the monologue and he always I used to crack up and I love it even more now um, when a joke would bomb it, or maybe two or three jokes 
you know, Johnny would start to dance and the band would play T for two. You know, like I'm gonna yeah. I gotta do something. They, right. It's hilarious. One time he, he was doing a joke about AWACS and um, the plane that the surveillance plane that the military had, where you and he he got it mixed up or the cue card was mixed up and and he he uh Ed is arguing with him over it, and, and he's sort of lost now because the joke's not going to work, and, and he's talked about this too long because he's trying to get whatever the um, acronym stands for. And and then this voice from above comes down. It's the boom operator. And he corrects Johnny and says it. And Johnny gives him a look like, Yo, why are you correcting me, first of all? Right. And, and it's just this funny moment where Johnny looks at him and says, you know, oh, really? You know, how would you know? And the guy says, well, I used to fly them. Jesus. Now, that would have killed any other comic. Sure. Any other comic would have, because now you've got a military personnel, which we should be reverent to. And, you know, this is some guy that everybody's going to identify for because we all work for somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. This should kill that. Johnny's dead in the water, except he's Johnny Carson. So when the guy says, guys, I used to fly them, the audience sort of gasps, and Johnny takes a beat and goes, for us? Love that. And that's when I went, <laughs> wow, that guy is the best there ever was. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Rum Williams and Jonathan Winters. When they came on together the first time, I, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard at yeah. that. I mean, they're just, the two of them were, were nuts. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Jonathan Winters still with us, isn't he? No. Did he, he end passed, up yeah. passing? Yeah. God, he was he was old when he went, too, wasn't he? Yeah. But he got the two Dayton, of Dayton, Ohio guy, just up the road. Yeah. He, he did TV a long time. Yeah. It was black and white when he started doing TV. I mean, was, Those uh, Dean Martin roasts, he was always my favorite. When he would come on and roast Frank, and said he was Frank's bus driver, and you know, <laughs> or he would come on with Johnny, and he was like some farmer, and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. who lived in Nebraska, you know, it was just great. Yeah, love Jonathan Winters. I loved uh, Don Rickles on those roasts. They, oh yeah, God, the king yeah. of them. Yeah, they kill everybody. He didn't care. Right. He didn't care, and it, but he did it with love though. Not, sure. Sure. Nothing was meant with malice. Yeah, it was no malice at no, all. No, yeah. just amazing. It's forgivable amazing if it's funny. Uh, yeah, especially when you, people can tell when there's malice right. intent. Absolutely. And how you, you should be able to do it intuitively. You know. Yeah. yeah, you just know if there's yeah, yeah. violence there. Mm-hmm. Man, this has been fun. Well, thanks for having me, dude. We we are so thrilled that you there said you. yes to to do this. Well, I'm glad I could do it. Well, that's freaking awesome. Uh, we got two shows tonight. Two tonight, and uh, I know the first show sold out. The second one's heading that way. Okay, good, fantastic. That'd I love be great. it. And uh, I'm sure you will be welcomed and treated the exact same way. Yeah. And uh, once you get everything in line and you get uh, whatever uh, you got cooking. To fruition, would love to have you back. Yeah, no. yeah. So we can talk about Tell it. you all about it. And then we uh, stick our tongue on it, uh, those idiots at LEX 18. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not LEX 18, it's Scripps. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a billion dollar conglomerate, not the local people. Just keep that in mind. Scripps. So they're the reason why I can't get my prescriptions done, right? That's right. Just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always some corporation. A um, little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we've got uh, Funniest Comic East of the Mississippi contest coming up here starting in August. We have the comedy competition here at Comedy Off Broadway starting next next week Mm -hmm. Uh, although i think by the time this 
episode posts, it'll be probably going into the finals by that point. So you're going to want to come out to the finals. It's usually a packed house anyway, so make, don't forget about that. Um, we've got Lee Cruz here the rest of the weekend, and then uh, I'll be featuring for Elliot Chang at the Comedy Caravan in July 18th, 19th, and 20th. Good. So uh, that, that'll be fun again. I think we'll be out by then, but... Uh, I'm full in September. And what are you got going on? What are you well, doing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, if you can come out before 7, I'll be at the Kroger in Versailles. I have to pick up some prescriptions. So actually, I'll be I'm there headed there until about right 7. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I could use a ride, actually. But, well, there you go. Okay. And carpool. <laughs> Good. Very excited. I, I'm terribly excited. Um, yeah. Did you ever think about the thing you wanted to plug? Or was it no. uh, still there? All right. Well, uh, you still have your website, uh, Lee Cruz? I don't know. If it's out there or not. I but, think uh, it. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. You can get me there if you want. There you go. And it's at Lee Cruz? Yeah. Okay. C-R-U-S-C. Right. Right. Not C-R-U-Z. Right. Or I. Right. There's no I in there. It's, I can't afford that. No. <laughs> no. Who can? Who can? Well, Tom can, apparently. Well, he, he's got I before he kind of money. Mm-hmm. You know. That's he, for the golf course kids. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got anything else? Any final thoughts? No. None. Fantastic. Brandy, you got anything? Uh, yeah. My mom says hi. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's a huge fan. She's never been prouder. I have two college degrees, four kids. This is the first time she's shown interest. Well. Very excited. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> she will love that. Okay. What is her name? Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Hello, Tammy. Huge fan. Okay. Huge fan. Good. Number one signer on your petitions. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. That was weird, too, that petition thing. I, I don't know where that came from. Um, I signed it. I, and I saw three different ones out there. There's a couple. Yeah. yeah. My mom sends them to me I, all the time. That was so weird. And then there was a guy out on Man of War holding a sign. Bless yeah. his heart. Yeah. Oh, you didn't pay him for that? No. <laughs> I would have. I would have paid him. Wait, social media said. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. All right, guys. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, for Lee Cruz and Brandy Nicole, I'm Josh Arm. You guys have a good night. Goodbye.